Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Travel Tuesdays, the podcast series brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance. I'm your host, Steve Hirschfeld. Each week, we get the chance to dial in one of our members around the world to share what's important from a business perspective in their jurisdiction. On today's episode, we're going to learn more about Argentina. I'm delighted to welcome Enrique Stille, who's a partner at Marvel O'Farrell Moral in Argentina. Welcome back to Employment Matters, Enrique. How are you today? Hello, Steve. Very well. Hope you're well and hello, everybody. Enrique, as you know, I've had the opportunity to spend a lot of time in Argentina and I love the place, but most people don't know Argentina. If you were a foreign company considering opening an operation in Argentina, what do you think they should know about what's unique about doing business in your country? Okay. Argentina is a very big country. It is 3 million square kilometers. We are 44 million people. There is a lot of things to do to develop. Uh, industries are just starting. For example, the tourist industry, the wine industry, the agribusiness. Mining is, there's a lot of mines, a lot of people investing there. We have a, the biggest shell gas reserve in the world. There is a, a lack of in, infrastructure, that is true. But assets are cheap. Land is cheap. Making a mining process is cheap. There are no restrictions for mining. There are no restrictions for fishing. There are no restrictions to foreigners to do business here. That's an important asset. There are no restrictions to purchase land. So it's a country where assets are cheap. Probably the problem is that depending on your business model, if your business model is locally, maybe your margin is not too big. But if you produce something to export, it is really a good business because the assets are cheap. The salaries are really very cheap now with the devaluation and inflation. The human resources are very good. And depending on your model, it could be a very good business. What are the biggest industries right now, Enrique, besides mining and oil and gas? Top now, it's uh, software developers. It is really booming. Local companies are having a problem to retain people. Most of them are now working as independent contractors hired by multinational companies at salaries that are very high for here, but very low internationally. The software developers here are very good, have very good English, are in a good time zone for the U.S. at least, and for Europe it's not so different. That is booming for sure. So tell us a little bit about, from a human resource perspective, what should a foreign company know about hiring, managing, terminating people in Argentina? Good question. Argentina is, has inherited from Spain all its employment law, the same as all the region. We are most in the middle. We are not very pro-employer and not too much pro-employee, although the tendency is to be pro-employee. But dismissals are valid, for sure. There are many countries where dismissals are forbidden. We do not have work council. You do not have to ask permission to dismiss someone. You just dismiss it and pay the statutory severance. You could dismiss with cost. You could suspend people. So there is some freedom. The problem is the cost for dismissal. You have to pay a severance or that. The law, mainly, we have an employment code. The employment relationship is mainly regulated. For example, you have a blue-collar worker or an administrative employee. You don't have to even sign an employment contract. Everything is regulated in the law. The working schedule, the salary, the rights, the obligation, the amount of days of vacation, the fall. Everything is ruled. So it's quite easy. You just say hello, you register it on the internet, and that's your employee from that moment. You don't have to. It's a very easy process. And is that true even in terms of you're talking about a statutory severance? So in other words, if I'm going to fire a work in Argentina, 
it's pretty well by statute telling me exactly what it's going to cost me to do that. Is that the way it works? That is how it works. When we are talking about salaries of blue collars or administrative people, it's very easy. Because the formula is based on the base monthly salary, when you have incentive compensation, stock option, bonus, commissions, there are some debate on the formula whether those incomes should be included or not. There is much litigation about that. Most of the times, to avoid litigation, they are standard market practice. And when you dismiss an executive or a highly compensated employee, you reach a settlement agreement and that's it. For sure, you don't pay the minimum statutory because you want to avoid a lawsuit. But it's a standard practice. Now, I do know that Argentina historically has had very powerful unions. And historically, you've been a country that's heavily unionized. Is that still the case? And tell us a little bit about what I should know as a foreign company, given the fact that you have such strong unions in Argentina. Well, unions are not the demon here, are not the devil. That, that's important to know. Unions are quite reasonable, and you negotiate and reach an agreement. So it's not, they, are, they do not have a, a left-wing or right-wing ideology. That is a good thing from our unions. The main thing that they are doing is, because we have a high inflation, and that is a, a problem in Argentina, if you have pesos and earning pesos, not if you're exporting dollars, unions, the main function is updating salaries in accordance with inflation. It is not mandatory to increase salaries, but the unions, through the collective bargain agreement negotiations, are obtaining salary increases every year, similar to inflation or a little bit more, because they know that next year it will be a higher inflation. That's the main function. When you need to restructure a company or close down a company, not a simple dismissal, but you say, okay, I want to leave the country, I want to do something, probably you will negotiate with the union agreement to close the company in peace. Nothing wrong, nothing bad, probably you will pay a little bit more with for the employees, but the union will negotiate and assist you. The unions are, are not irrational. In crisis moments, they have been helping the employers to reduce salaries, to put the employees on hold with minimum salary or reduced salary. So they always want to protect jobs. You know? And if they don't, they, they don't. For example, now there is an important case of a company who wants to leave the country and the union with the government is putting pressure to find options and alternatives for that company to be more efficient, to earn more money so that they could revert the decision. One more thing I want to ask you about before we close, and that is, obviously, today, cross-border work is important, both moving business from country to country and also moving people. Tell us a bit about, let's say I'm an American company that wants to establish a base in Argentina. How challenging, if it is, for me to move my key people from the States or from Europe or Asia into Argentina, get them work visas and up and running? Very, very easy. We are similar to Canada. We have a, a constitution which is open to immigration. 97% of our population is immigrant descendant, mostly from Europe. So we have a very open uh, legislation for migrants. In one month, you could have your working visa for sure, or 15 days, depending on, on the company. And uh, it's, it's not a complex process. There are no restrictions. Of course, the immigrants have to pay social security taxes and income tax taxes for the job here. And the good thing is that with many countries, due to this immigration that we have, we have social security treaties. So the years work here will not affect your pension abroad. Good. Well, look, I really appreciate your time. This is a fantastic update, Enrique. A pleasure, Steve.
Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to us. If you'd like to connect with Enrique, you can find his bio by clicking on his name in the description of this podcast. Also, feel free to visit ela.law, where you receive invitations for upcoming webinars. You can download white papers. We have on-demand content from our online library. And maybe most importantly, you can access the Global Employer Handbook, which is a free online compliance tool on hiring and firing and everything in between worldwide. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Steve Hirschfeld. Thanks so much for listening.